0: Welcome to the Sports Deli. Check us out online at (laughs) thesportsdelipodcast.com.
1: Stephen A. Smith is my alter ego. Go somewhere else with that
0: John, She's roasting your ass right from the job. We ain't done the intro yet. (laughs) What the f***? To me, Colin Kaepernick is is a hero. So do you have white privilege? Absolutely. I think there's a there's a balance between the idea of universal white privilege and it doesn't exist. Now we have to be a voice as white people.
1: My uh, grandmother had eight brothers and two sisters. All eight of them went to Michigan undergrad in Michigan. Wow. Went, all eight of them.
0: <laughs> no Sparties in the house. All Wolverines. A
1: couple Spartys now in my generation. Nah. So. Wow,
0: that's awesome. About it. African-American women last year changed the course of this of this nation that, um, women are the backbone and now we need to support the souls that they stand on and now whether you're folding laundry driving exercising or cooking grab your favorite deli sandwich or bagel and your favorite beverage and let's do this together in the sports deli auntie take us away <laughs> We're so honored to be joined on this 27th day of Get Ready for Kindergarten, Happiness Happens, and National Wellness Month by B-Money. The lady in the red dress on Clubhouse, Barbara Majeski. After being a stay-at-home mom for a decade, she unconventionally broke through the TV and talk show industry as a lifestyle expert and more against all odds. She was diagnosed with stage 3 cancer, and today you will hear... The rest of the story. Barbara Schwartz used to pool jump as a kid because she never had a pool of her own, but not anymore. She loves quoting Snoopy Pants. She has three brothers, including a twin. She talks about practicing compassion and understanding because you just never know what someone is going through. Her son has epilepsy and she has to have to navigate that space with his seizures, but he's also a baller. So I'm excited to talk to her about that. As most of you know, I've been coaching for 30 years. She has a freaking indoor basketball court in her house after knocking the walls and ceilings down in one of her bedrooms. She loves her Babs by the Beach House getaway in Jersey, where she goes to decompress and recharge her batteries. Her enthusiasm is so genuine and contagious, as is her infectious smile. She's five foot cute in her own words, but her capacity to listen, love, and give has allowed her to reach unimaginable heights. When she was going through chemo, she didn't know she was going to get through the 12 rounds, especially when she was at round eight, which she'll talk about later. Ironically, her chemo treatments were right down the street from her dream job, the Today Show. She loves the African proverb, alone you can go fast, but together you can go far. She believes we're all equal and in non-negotiables. She adores her three kids, loves coffee, and daily affirmations are hugely important to her blueprint for success. She believes that all ships rise in high tide. She's run several marathons. She does yoga. She offers a 14-day challenge. She had a podcast bearing it all that you can still listen to. She loves Oprah and you don't want to miss the story about Barkley. And no, I'm not talking about Charles. She loves reading memoirs and writing letters of forgiveness. She shares a birthday with Carol Burnett and was born the same year as all five of the Michigan Fab Five of Jawan Howard, Jalen Rose, Ray Jackson, Jimmy King, and Chris Weber. You can find her on, majewsky.com of course and on Instagram and Twitter at barbara Majewski, and on clubhouse in breakfast with champions barbara um to say that it's truly an honor to have you uh, on the sports deli podcast where everyone deserves a seat at the table is an understatement so welcome way to get that karma
1: that was the nicest introduction I appreciate all that work you put into that I don't think you missed anything I <laughs> that is. Really impressive. And I'm very flattered. So thank you. It's a, it's an honor to be here.
0: Yeah, thank you. True, truly uh, blessed to have you here. And so uh, we had similar upbringings. Um, As I mentioned, your your maiden name, right? Barbara Schwartz. Uh, So can you just talk briefly about, because I know for me, like growing up, even though I had my challenges, uh, you know, my father committed suicide when I was nine and, you know, my mom and dad broke up when I was younger. And, but the traditions of growing up in a Jewish household are are something that I savor to this day, whether it's, you know, finding the Afi Komen or, you know, the families getting together for the Jewish holidays. Talk about that as it sort of leads into some of the other questions I want to ask you today.
1: You know, thank you, that's a great start. So I am a descendant of Holocaust survivors. My father was born on a train as my grandparents were escaping Russian persecution. He spent the first five years of his life in a displaced persons camp and his first language is not English, it's actually Yiddish. he speaks, he does still understand German to this day. He has an incredible mind um, and he can still recall being in this displaced persons camp. So I I grew up, uh, I, very, you know, in the Jewish families, we're all very, very close, but I grew up very aware of my grandparents, thick Polish accent, and the fact that they had no family left, that they were all, uh, they all perished in Auschwitz. So um, I have a proud Jewish heritage. My I also have a proud American um, heritage in that my dad's a proud American. My grandparents were so grateful to be here on this soil. So American freedoms uh, are a big deal. I just recently bought a shore house down at the Jersey shore That's the only place you call a shore house a shore house is the Jersey shore. And, um, my first, the, my dad came down and the first thing he saw, did and said, he's like, you don't have your American flag. And he walked right over that hardware store wow walked and came home. So within an hour of my father being here, he had the American flag flying. So we are, um, proud Jews and proud Americans. And because I grew up in more of that kind of, um, in that kind of Ju- Judaism and that kind of space, when you ask me about Judaism, it's that I'm a proud descend- descendant of Holocaust survivors, and I'm also a proud American that believes strongly in the Constitution um, and our rights. So, yeah, that's what I, when I think of when you bring when you bring that up.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. I had not expected that for sure. <laughs> that's very interesting, and yeah. Um, so. How, how was your experience in, in high school and, and, and you know, um, leading into college and things of that nature? Like, how, how did it mold you to, because you've lived three lives sort of, right? You know, your yeah. early life yeah. and then, you know, your married life and then your, your post-married and, and post-cancer life, right? I
1: love where this is going because I'm going to jump right on that. Ahead, you Jenny. know, I am a descendant of survivors and I I identify strongly with survivorhood and being resilient and Tenacious. I feel that I am empowered and emboldened that my grandparents survived the Holocaust when so many people perished, including their family. My And I draw upon that heritage and that strength over and over again. I feel that I have incredible intestinal fortitude because of it. I actually delivered um, two out of my three children naturally. And the reason I did my, my third was by choice. My first was by accident. Um, and then my second, I did do, you know, a, medically, but my third, I will say, cause it was a, ch- I chose to do it naturally, no drugs, no nothing. Um, I drew upon the strength of my grandmother. She gave birth on a train, you know, I'm like, well, I am built for, I am built right. for the, I am of, I know, but that's when you ask that question, that's where I go. I'm like, I am really a great, powerful, you know, survivorship. And when I've been through difficult times, I know who I am. So I, I feel like uh, that's, that's my answer. I am of, of great intestinal fortitude, um, great resilience, great power. I want to
0: ask you this um, in the interest of time. So where was the disconnect? Um, because there, there had to have been a gap there where you're sitting at home with the kids, you know, and you're, there's something missing, right? We, we, we all have felt that at some point in time in our lives. And so did a light go on? You know what actually happened. You know, obviously, we want to talk about the Today Show, but that's to me that's never the most important thing. It's more important that we talk about equality. You just talked about empowerment. Uh, You know, I have a almost 11 year old daughter. You know, obviously, your three kids are very important to you. So, but what, what changed from one life to the next? Was it just cancer, or was it that you realized that you were with a partner who you've talked about? you know, on, on many occasions that it's, it was a learning situation, you know, it, 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 didn't work out in the end, but, you know, you learned a lot from it and it made you a better version of yourself. So oh, how yeah. did you bridge the gap with the, the disconnect that happened between your three different lives?
1: So you're talking about my divorce, how I, how that. Yeah, uh, divorce,
0: but, but going from, you know, your early years in, through college, and then, you know, you have kids and maybe you thought this was wonderful, stayed home mom, blah, 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 for a decade. And then things either happened in your heart and your mind and you're realizing you're not following your compass. And then obviously cancer is something that will, (laughs) will make shit or get off the pot real quick.
1: Yeah. So I always say cancer happened for me, not to me because it did, although it did break me down in certain ways, it was definitely more of a breakthrough because when you're confronted with your own mortality, you, you know, you want a second shot. You're like, whoa you know, you're proud of, like, I remember reflecting when I was really struggling with chemo on all the things I wanted to be known for and remembered, you know, I was like, oh, I hope, you know, if this, if I don't get through this, this, these are the things. But then I was like, wait a second. I left so much on the table. I, I left so much undone. And the only thing stopping me was me. I realized like, I never even tried to do TV. I never even tried to do this, that, the other thing. I just talked myself out of why I shouldn't. And listen, I live 60 miles away from the Today Show, from 60 Rockefeller Center. Like I live 60 miles outside of New York City, the epicenter of media and opportunity. And like, I was like, wait a second, if I wanted to, I would. Why am I not? So it was really being confronted with my own mortality that I was like, if If I get another shot, I'll never play small again. I'll never. I'll swipe left on negative self talk, and I'll get out of my own way because I realized like you're supposed to leave it all out in the fields in life. You're not supposed to leave things unsaid. You're supposed to try it all and throw it on the wall. You're supposed to fail and just to suck at things, and you're supposed to embarrass yourself and have great stories for your grandkids in the process like you're not supposed to you know this isn't you know life isn't a dress rehearsal we're supposed to just go out there and like leave it all on empty you know wheels bald wheels flat tires and doors hanging off we're not supposed to show up in a pretty package we we really are supposed to leave it all out on the field and i know it was that um and it did move me uh, off my marriage too of like realizing that we were It had run its course. I never call my marriage a failure. And when I hear other people say my marriage failed, that's a narrative that's not serving, that's a negative. Relationships don't have to be permanent to be successful. And I take away so much more in positivity from my marriage, from the man I was married to, than I will ever take away negatives. My divorce was difficult, but it it didn't, again, it happened for me and it has built things within me and muscles that I never would have had access to, and compassion. I like I've just a better person through my tragedies and my traumas and my hardships than anything else. I'm not bitter. I'm actually better through the things that I've been through, and I walk away from the marriage. You know, I am I'm, I'm not married anymore, and I'm divorced, but I am a better person for it, and I'm better. I'm a better person for I've been married to him. Um, he taught me so much. I have three amazing kids you know, I'm a mother, I got to be a stay-at-home mom. I have so much more in my arsenal of life because of life experiences. And there's a great, um, you know, it's called Kintsugi, which is this Japanese pottery that I heard about through Clubhouse that I love. And when pottery breaks, it's put back together with the cracks lined with gold. And the pottery now with its cracks and its flaws is more valuable than it was in its original state. And I believe that's really how we need to look at ourselves and the, the things that we've been through. And I am a more valuable person to society and humanity because of my experiences to which I'm able to draw from. So I hope that answers your question, but that's, that's me.
0: Sports Deli is sponsored by SportRx, the leader in sport prescription eyewear. You can find them online at sportrx.com. And don't forget to enter the code deli10 at checkout for your special 10% discount. And now back to this incredible interview right here on the Sports Deli. Yeah, it's fascinating. The couple things that come to mind are synergistically, we usually talk about the sum of the parts are greater than themselves. But now the sum of your parts are greater than your original self. Mm-hmm. And so that's that in and of itself to me is just fascinating. And so it seemed like everything just came flooding uh, to the surface that maybe you said you talked yourself out of and those types of things. And now, now you're just taken off and running with it, you know, and that we talk about that a lot in sports, but today we're, we're pivoting a little bit and showing our agility you know, and and you maybe thought you're going to talk a little more about sports, but I care. I care about people's stories and and being a better version of myself and learning from smarter and and people with different experiences as well. So I, I appreciate your your candor and your thoughtfulness with regards to that question. And so. Um, I, I want to ask you, unless you have a follow-up to, to that, is there a, you know, the you
1: only thing that I would say is that it is a process. You know, when you're going through hardships, it's, you got to go through the suck.
0: Yeah. We don't want to oversimplify the whole process.
1: Uh, yeah, you don't. And there's just real suck out there. There's just really crappy times. And it's not a matter of being like, well, I'm, I'm positive. And you just almost have to take a pause and be like, I, I'm just in a difficult space. And what has helped me is the power of surrender and knowing that things are happening for you. It being reminded of that. I remember reading Gabby Bernstein and it just happened to come across my newsfeed. And she was like, when you think you can't surrender anymore, surrender some more. And it's just like when things just like your the hardships get harder and something else is layered on top of it having that faith that the universe will ultimately conspire in your favor because that's sometimes all you have left is faith and surrender. It's like, you're down, you're like, I just am broken and I don't see the lessons and I don't understand any of this. And I'm really just miserable. And being like, I'm just taking a pause and be like, I'm just in the suck right now. And athletes go through that. We all go through that. We're just like, what is this all about? That um, I've never been disappointed as to where I've landed after setbacks, never been like, "Oh, this isn't where I wanted." But like, this is like, "Oh, this is better than I thought." I didn't see this for myself, Um, so I'm, I'm grateful for those moments because, again, it aligns me to the human experience with everyone else. Of so like, "Yeah, I've been through, I've been there, I've been in the fetal position with like, like, you know, like well, this is really hard. <laughs> Who said life was going to be this hard?" Uh, so I don't know if that that speaks to you.
0: Yeah, it definitely does. There's definitely a lot of gold in your cracks. That's for sure. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. So I I know people who are around you and every time I listen to you and, and, you know, there's moments when you cry probably still, or you're, you know, you're having, but to when you surround yourself with a support system that nurtures you and you feed off of that and, you know, clubhouse every day, (laughs) even on your worst day, you can't be in a, but be in a better mood after listening to some of the things, even if it's, more on a spiritual path or a business path. There's always messages within the messages that you just oh, right. stop in your tracks and you're just like, wow! I just it, it never gets old. It's just an amazing experience to be for those of you that haven't been uh, either on the clubhouse app or in Breakfast with Champions. I I, I don't get paid one dime to promote it, but it, it's 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 amazing. You know, there's like up to 18 hours of. Uh, you know, content every day, uh, seven days a week, you know, Saturday and Sunday are a little bit less, but it, it's fascinating to go in there even for 10 minutes, if you have 10 minutes and Barbara's in there a lot. So I encourage you to check that out.
1: Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now so I like to go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead.
0: So let me jump ahead to, cause I want to get to the rapid fire. Cause that's, that's usually the f- fun part of the show. So I don't want to miss out on that. Cause I know you got about 20 minutes. Yeah, I know. Uh, so t- talk about, cause I know like, I've had some firsts um, and for you, you know, your dream job came to fruition. And so just, can you talk about the the natural uh, progression to getting there? And then were you nervous the first day or you're like, ah, man, this is nothing compared to what I've been through? Uh, Sports okay. Deli is sponsored by Moolah Kicks. Moolah is M-O-O-L-A-H like money, moolah. And kicks like shoes, one word. You can find them online at moolahkicks.com and it's the first ever female-only brand basketball shoe. So it's a shout-out to the basketball street culture and it is also about fighting social injustice and gender inequality worldwide and here in the United States. And again, you can find them at moolahkicks.com. And now back to this incredible interview right here in the sports deli.
1: Well, that, this is a great question. Um, I'm really enjoying this conversation because when I got to the Today Show for my first booking, my first appearance on television was on the Today Show. I seemed to have skipped everything else. Uh, I ended up hiring a really good media trainer. And through my sales experience, I really already had kind of the, the scaffolding for being able to think on my feet and kind of just speak in sound bites. So when I got to the Today Show, which is kind of interesting, and I hope lands with your, your audience, I knew I was where I was supposed to be. I had envisioned myself on the Today Show for years. I just had really gotten in my own way that I would talk myself out of anything to get in that space. You know, I never took initiatives until I got through cancer to really train myself to be on TV. But I'd always envisioned myself on the plaza and in the green room. And I showed up at the Today Show and I was like, oh, I have been here before. I didn't feel out of place. I didn't feel like an imposter. I didn't feel anything. I Except I, all I felt I was like, oh, yeah, I, I'm, this is where I am supposed to be. And the cameras were old and they said, let's go. And I was like, yep, I'm right exactly where I should be. It wasn't by accident. It wasn't unexpected. I was like, I belong here. Uh, And that's what's really powerful about, you know, setting forth intentions and whether you call it goals or manifestation or uh, ambitions or objectives, these are all semantics. It's a matter of really designing your life and seeing yourself for all the magic that you have and then putting it into play, you know, not just dreaming about putting in, in the pieces. So when I got to the today show, I was like, yep, I'm supposed to be here.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. And, and that's like sports, right? Like if you yeah. have a million times in your own head uh, when you have to hit that last win- game winning shot or whatever the case may be. And then, you know, there's nothing like obviously being on top and winning a championship, but Uh, man, that's, that's, uh, I can't even uh, (laughs) just explain. In sports,
1: the great analogy is when you get that jersey, you get like that varsity jersey or the, um, you know, that NFL jersey or NBA jersey, like you put it on and you're like, oh yeah, I have earned this jersey. You have earned it through your perseverance, tenacity, your sacrifice, commitment, like all the grind and you put it on. You're like-
0: Racism, inequality, a lot of other things as well.
1: Oh, adversity, setbacks, injuries, doubt, disappointment, discouragement. You have overcome it all and you put that jersey on and you fill it out. It is the same jersey that I put on at the Today Show. I was like- I have definitely done my work to get here. And although, you know, again, I say that I landed on the Today Show and skipped, but I didn't skip things. I just took a different path to get to the Today Show, but it all led me there. You know, I did direct sales, commission-based. I did public speaking. I did, all, I did everything I needed to do to get there. It just was an unconventional path, but it was a path. You know, I'm kind of more like that Disney movie of that guy who was like, you know, uh, I think it was like a dad and just all of a sudden showed up out of nowhere in Iowa. I was like, yeah, I want to I've always wanted to do it. And his wife pushed him. And, next thing you know, he's or that Zamboni driver. Do you remember that? The Zamboni driver? <laughs> I love those stories. I was not going to
0: ask you a Zamboni question in the, in the rapid fire, but I might have to now. So, you know, it's, it, it, there's a lot of people that get their foot in the door. And, but not everyone stays. And th- there's reasons that, you know, we could talk about. And, and so getting there is uh, worthy of a book in and of itself. You know, Jamel Hill wasn't successful on ESPN for certain reasons. You know, Michael Smith, you know, there's story after story. And and so, but staying there and and creating longevity, you know, has to do with a lot of what you're about. And we could probably talk about this on another show, but I wanted to make the point about your, you, who you are, what you embody you know, how you try and help other people be the best versions of themselves, relationships. And that is something that resonates with not just the people that you talk to in their living rooms, but I would imagine everyone you cross paths with from the camera person to the producers, to the directors. I haven't ever read one negative thing or heard one negative thing about Barbara Majewski, and that's not by accident.
1: Well, thank you. I, you know, uh, I have gotten direct messages that are pretty nasty. <laughs>
0: well, that's fine. That that's, you can't the extremes you can't really uh, negotiate with. We just try and grab the people in the gray area. Same thing on the show. I hope most people listening uh, mm-hmm. don't agree with me, so that we can maybe educate without ramming it down their throat. And you know, they may see things from a different perspective. And typically, we talk about equality and systemic racism and a lot of those types of issues in sports, yeah. those intersections. So I wanna ask you one question before the rapid fire. And like I said, in the interest of time, so words matter, right? Especially in your business, narratives matter. Uh, a lot of it is outside of your control because you know, you're at the mercy, just like uh, Roger Goodell in the NFL, he's at the mercy of the owners and th- that type of thing. You know, so my hat bet on women or you know, the notorious RBG on my shirt, You know, things that you talk about all the time. Um, what is the responsibility now and, and how is that different? Because in sports, it was shut up and dribble by, uh, unfortunately, by a person on that other network uh, that said that to LeBron. And so now we're in spaces where things are not as taboo, either in the media or to talk about in these spaces. And so what have you noticed and what newfound responsibility, if any, do you have to uh, talk about? some of these messages as long as the numbers stay up sports deli is sponsored by psk you can find them online at lids.com pskcollective.com tjmax.com walmart.com and now Kohl's department store at Kohls.com. and now back to this incredible interview right here in the sports
1: deli so I don't know that, you know, I'm in control of numbers and responsible for that. Like as far as ratings go on television, you know, as long as people it doesn't like necessarily
0: have to be you yourself, but just the media in general, that words matter, narratives matter, you know, when it comes to all these intersections and you can still get your numbers up yeah. and make the money from your advertisers. Can't you or can you not? You know, it's tough. The it's boy tough. network. Yeah. Uh,
1: there's a there, this is a tough question. And this is a t- it's tough for me to answer because there are there's collective narratives in the television space. So I'm gonna not speak to that because it's taboo sure. and it's, it, it is too polarizing and- um, Talk about
0: it from a woman's perspective. Like we're both white, we're both Jewish. We understand the plight of our people. So what can we do just as people to, to pivot off that question, to, to be allies, unapologetic allies in these spaces for whatever it is, we're talking about Islamophobia, inequalities with women and how much money women make versus men and African-American women are even less. And, you know, whether you believe in reparations, whatever, what, what can we do to, to get these narratives changed and policies eventually change and then teach the kids? Because really, it comes down to the kids.
1: This is a tough question because I'm really polarizing on this and I'm going to give it to you, OK. I think at the end of the day, we are all prejudged. I'm judged as a woman. I'm judged, you know, you're judged because you're a man. And maybe we're judged because we're Jewish. Maybe we're judged because we're white. Maybe, I don't know, people judge everybody. But at the end of the day, you are ultimately, your ultimate judgment is based on your actions and your behaviors. Now you can't control anybody else. You can't control how they ultimately bring their bias to the conversation or to the relationship. You can't control that. And that's just, you can only do your best through your actions. And there are some things that I'm not, um, You know, for me and the way that I navigate the world and people come at me for it, I don't show up as a woman. I don't show up as white. I show up with my best game. I show up to play the game and leave it all out on the field. And I expect to be compensated for showing up in that space. If I am great in that space, then I will be compensated uh, accordingly. I don't feel that I've been, I just have.
0: Has anyone criticized you and you were like, they're actually right.
1: I don't know that this is a space that i have actually talked about in a public in a public space of like where i'm like listen i just think i was raised with three brothers and my parents didn't really have the bandwidth to treat me like a girl so it was like you did what the boys did the boys did what you did and when i showed up in the workforce um, men, you know, I'm, I do not I don't give off energy that I am approachable in any way, as far as like a sexual object, like you can objectify me all you want, but you're not going to come at me with it. I don't know what it is about me, but I have just never been, uh, inappropriately nobody. And if they have even tipped their, came in that space, there's just no, I, I don't know. I give off an energy of like, that's not a, like I don't know what I do, but it is just not something that I've combated. And I, you know, listen, I'm not an ugly, you know, I, I like I show up with my best game, you know, uh, but people just professionally have never crossed that boundary with me, and I, so I can't speak from a place of experience. I just can't speak from experience. I like I hope I am not insulting or being, but it just isn't like uh, a, I don't, I, know I
0: don't think so. It. But 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 from from an educational uh, and a learning perspective, cause it goes both ways, right? There's a reciprocity there, whether it's you or me or anybody else, but, um, has, has anyone in, in your spaces and there are, uh, women of color or other women, have they said, Hey, I need you to, you know, think about this and, and, yeah. you, know- you know,
1: I've been course corrected and I've learned and I'm continuing to learn about racial inequality and, um, you know, I have much to learn in that space. I have much to learn and I'm open-minded and I'm happy to be corrected and redirected at any, at any given juncture. Um, I only just know that I show up uh, to, to run the race as fast as I can. And I hear that from Oprah. That is an Oprah quote of, uh, like, I don't look to the left. I don't try to compete with anyone. Comparison is the thief of joy. I show up to run the race and do as well as I possibly can. And whether people Pre, you know, prejudge me or want to put me in their game and collaborate with me because of factor. You know, I want. I think it's based on uh, what you show up with. That's just how I. I listen. Some people in Clubhouse is like, this guy always talks over women, and I'm like, that's a card. That's bullshit. That guy talks over men, women donkeys, but I don't like when that card is played and I don't feel this is a man or a woman thing. It's just, somebody is just like, but I like being treated at the table as I show up. So if somebody's going to talk over me, I don't say they're talking over me. They talk over everyone, but they allow me at that table. And I want to be treated just like anybody else. I don't want anyone to hold back from me. We don't, well, we want to be nicer because she's a woman. Fuck that. I don't want to be treated by anybody else except a woman, a sport. I show up, to the game of life to play the game of life. It's a sport. It's arena. Do I have things that hold me back for sure? And uh, maybe somebody doesn't want me to put, put me in their game because I'm Jewish. That's their loss because I'm a really good player in the game of life. I'm a great friend. I'm a great asset. I'm a great human being. And you don't want to, you don't want to hang out with me because I'm Jewish. I'm white. I'm a woman. I'm short. Um, you know, I I, I'm a terrible speller. I can't sing. You want, you want to, Your loss. I'm amazing, but I do not like when people are like, oh, well, let's give her the mic because she's a woman. Let's, you know, uh, bet on women. Yeah. Listen, I just say bet on the right player put the right player in the game. Don't put the player in because they're white. Don't put the woman in because she's a woman, put the player in because that player is going to kick ass, but you're an, you're only an asshole. If you don't put them in because you think they're because they're of color or they're white or they're black or whatever, you're not going to put them in because of that, then you're an idiot. But I, again, I think that I'm insensitive to all of, you know, everyone else's plight, but put the player in that's good to play. Listen, I'm raising white boys and I feel like they're, it's, it's really hard for them right now, but I I, listen, I, I hang out with black, black women, white women, black men, white women, Asian, Caucasian. I don't know. I just can't, I don't, and I hate, you know, people say, don't say, I don't see color. I don't see, I don't don't see, I don't see any of it. I can't, I came to play in the game of life and I came to play ball and I want to play with ballers and whether they're black, white, Indian, French, Jewish, Muslim. I don't care. You're you have a seat at my table as long as you got good character and we can play ball. And but when I say play ball, it's the 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 game of life. I don't know. My favorite person that I look up to is Oprah Winfrey. She's a woman of color and she's a woman of color (laughs) that listen, that's just me. You can come at me. I, I don't know. This is just I show up to play ball in it to win it. I just want you know, I want the players that are that are gonna run the run the plays to run the plays. And that's all. That's my analogy sports.
0: You're definitely running the plays and winning. I don't think you're insensitive. That wasn't what I was I wasn't trying yeah. to I think out.
1: it could be perceived as insensitive. Yeah. But can I just take it a little further and then I'll stop talking? You know, I think people are gonna come at me and then it's a, a way that unless they're gonna educate me, but if they're gonna judge me, then I don't think we're gonna get anywhere. But if you're gonna educate me, I'm totally open and um you know, o- open for anything. Um, but this is where I stand. And I think where we're so intimidated, even myself, is I'm intimidated to stand in my own truth because I'm gonna get called a racist, insensitive. And then all these narratives are gonna be imposed upon me. So then I'm gonna come back with the the standard tagline to be polite and not really be truthful. And that goes against my brand. I'm an I want to be authentic and transparent, and this is who I am. I want to play ball you both.
0: You can be both. You can be both. Can, I, don't, I, don't, can, I don't know. About that. I
1: don't, I don't your, that. I don't agree. You don't, th- you don't
0: think you can be true to yourself and be sensitive to other people's plights.
1: I don't know. Uh, I don't think you can be uh, transparent and authentic and also ta- uh, run the, the uh, tagline, the, the standard narrative on certain stations and in certain rooms. Like, I think you have to say, isn't that we
0: want to change. Don't we want to change that?
1: I'd love to change that, but I think it's a, it's a difficult environment to change it for sure. You know, uh, it, it costs jobs. We're in cancel culture. I'm yeah. in cancel culture. I can't say what I think, you know, I got to otherwise that network and that work, you know, uh, uh, uh. so, you know, I, I struggle. I struggle a lot. You know, you're meeting me in a space that I'm like.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, I think you, we all want to stay on our lane, but how far we push the envelope and stretch the rubber band is up to each individual person. Oh,
1: and I applaud people that applaud. And I like, I applaud people that stand, stand, stand in truth, but I guarantee as soon as somebody cat, you know, be like, Oh, we, you know, you're being insensitive. They, or they call me a racist, which I'm absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not by any stretch. Uh I'll, ch- I'll be like, oh, tell me what the line is because I don't want to be called names. I don't like being called names. And okay. I also, n- narratives to demonize me um, are, you know, they hurt my feelings. And I'm, I'm a sensitive human being. I'm not just a public figure. I'm a human being raising kids, you know, yeah. and it's tough. Uh, do I really want that? Is that how I want to live my life battling, you know, name calling and negative narratives. I don't know.
0: Absolutely not. But but but, you know, I think it's just that if you go into these spaces that you have an understanding and awareness so that people will say she gets it. So even if you're not completely like saying the absolute right words or, you know, um, going all in because you can't spread yourself thin, that you understand that Colin lost his job and Mahmoud Abdul Raouf lost his job and Craig Hodges lost his job. And people criticize Serena, even though she's Serena, and these things still happen. But you're still
1: uh, um, uh, oh, it makes admired
0: me to be admired for for all the spaces that you're in, and you are pushing your envelope, even if it may not be other to other satisfaction. That's that's on them.
1: I'm still figuring it out. I think playing the long game. Did you you mention Kaepernick? Yeah. You know, um, I think that guy in the long run is gonna go down as a legend. I think he is so courageous, he's so right. And I think it took um, George Floyd's murder for the rest of us to wake up to Colin Kaepernick's agenda uh in full disclosure i didn't think i understood it i thought it was some disrespect to the flag but i didn't understand that he was peacefully protesting that there was racial inequality and that people were profiling um the black community the, the police were going and then when i i put i put like it put all the pieces together as tragic as that is and i remember going on uh fox and friends and i said because they asked about um george floyd and i said when he called out to his mother, he called out to all mothers and I heard his call and I hope all mothers heard his call because he wasn't calling just out for his mother. He called out to me as a mother, black, white, whatever was like, this is no good. So I have a lot of respect and I think he's playing, he has to play the long game. He will go down. Statues will be erected in his name, in my opinion. That man, t- t- I get what he was saying. Did I understand? No, it took a little bit, a few more stories to from my head. You know, listen, I, I'm flawed just like everyone else, but I, I, I own it now. Now I get it, and I he has my full, full support in that space. You know, I think he's a legend. So,
0: well, if that doesn't show your agility and your ability to uh, be open to understanding things that you might not have understood it, it, it is tragic that ignorance that,
1: i was ignorant i saw that video, that's still and that there's
0: a difference between ignorance and being in denial or you know not wanting to just I didn't it.
1: know i just didn't know you know and now i know and now I've, I've i've tuned in and i pay attention and uh it kills me it kills me it kills me it, I, it, I i you know and that I just continue, like even hearing about it, you know, the understanding that black kids are taught differently if they're pulled over by a police officer. I never had access to I never knew that. That's not right, that's not right. And Colin Kaepernick is the one who started that open, that like, listen, I may have taken a little bit longer than anybody else, but it got me there. And it's gonna continue to get people there because we can weave these stories that start to land with people and you're like, that's not right. Not right. Well, I don't not- think
0: you understand it's not right. I don't think you understand the power of some of the things that you've just talked about and the realizations that you've come to and the fact that you know that people of color have to have different conversations with their kids is yeah. is, is something that a lot of white people still to this day don't believe, don't understand. They think people are pulling the race card. It's bullshit. Get over it. Yeah, Sports for sure. Deli is sponsored by City Lokes. C-I-T-Y-L-O-C-S. You can find them online at citylokes.com where you can go and make your own personalized license plate hats. They're so cool. You got to check them out and don't forget to enter the code, the sports deli at checkout for your special 10% discount. And now back to this incredible interview right here in the sports deli.
1: This is a good conversation. I value good combo. I hope I'm adding uh, value to this dialogue. So we're going to do rapid fire. I'm a little nervous. Okay. We can keep going. Uh,
0: Stephen Colbert, Conan O'Brien or Jimmy Kimmel. (laughs) it's a tie it's a three-way tie. o'brien
1: brian because he looks like like this 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 other (laughs) uk and i think that's really (laughs) funny but Uh, i don't agree with kimmel's uh and kimmel can be a little bit of a bully in his own personal right i don't like it
0: definitely red or white wine
1: red because i'm a cancer survivor and they told me that it's better for you
0: there you go tequila citrus sparkler or bloody mary
1: Ooh, uh, Bloody Mary all day long. Mm.
0: So I, I do want to mention that you did read the secret a while back, 15 years ago. So if people haven't read it, I read it, uh, definitely read that. Cause I know you can get a lot out of it. Fast times at Ridgemont high or breakfast club,
1: breakfast club,
0: patch Adams or animal house,
1: animal house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's classic. Okay. Uh, favorite person you've ever interviewed.
1: Oh, Joy Bayer at the Today Show. I love her. I could interview her all day long. Really one wow, of my favorites. Interesting. Mm.
0: What day do you prefer? 12-4 or 12-25?
1: December 4th or? Or Christmas. December, December 4th. You know, I guess, you know, that's my day of my cancer survivorship. Damn, you are good. You are good. You are good. Yes. So that's a big day for me. I buy myself a Chanel every December 4th. Ah. I go into Chanel cause it's CC colon cancer, cure cancer. And it's got, I get these giant bangles. Yeah.
0: That's awesome.
1: Mama, mama go shopping.
0: Hey, let's go. Hey. What's your love language?
1: Uh, is like touch or something like physical
0: like, touch acts of service touch. Yeah.
1: Mm, physical touch. Um, not gifts. I'm not a don't. Mm-mm. What's the other one?
0: Quality time words of affirmation or acts of service.
1: Yeah, those are all three in a tie. And then the gift thing is last. I don't know why. And I'm a terrible gift giver also. I guess I'm affirmations because when I like love someone, I like just literally.
0: Driver or passenger? Driver. If you're singing in the car alone, what would you be singing?
1: Anything Bon Jovi, really bad. Wow.
0: I'm a Jersey girl. expect that. Interesting. Or
1: Van Morrison. I listen a lot of Van Morrison.
0: Next thing on your bucket list.
1: Capri. (laughs) I want to go to Capri. Yes. Wow.
0: What's the next thing after that?
1: You know, I'd love to do a really like a uh, hike camp, kind of like three, four day, maybe some sort of adventure travel that involves camping and whitewater rafting and, uh, completely, uh, disconnecting from humanity.
0: <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> uh, okay, a few more Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Glenn Lundy.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> equal.
0: <laughs> there you go. Equal. Uh, dodgeball or capture the flag
1: dodgeball
0: <laughs> i love it joe namath or eli manning
1: joe namath i mean nothing's better than joe when he's wasted on television nothing is makes for better tv nothing
0: pancakes waffles or french toast waffles wow interesting you ever been to waffle house
1: of course grits, <laughs> Love grits
0: Filta fish matzo balls soup or latkes
1: Latkes.
0: Favorite Yiddish word? Shtick, mashugana, putz. Your grand, your father would like this. Tuchis, chutzpah, or bubby?
1: Chutzpah. <laughs> you <We laughs> gotta have chutzpah.
0: That's right. Okay. Favorite male athlete of all time and favorite female?
1: Kobe Bryant.
0: Oh, God. We could talk a whole show about that. Ugh.
1: I can't. That one, like, if anybody asks, what's the greatest celebrity tragedy? Ugh. Uh, Kobe. I'm just. And My dog's name is actually Kobe. Uh, yeah, I've uh, Barkley was the first dog, then Kobe's the second. Um, clearly, we have a thing about basketball for a five foot nothing Jewish girl. I seem to
0: <laughs> you. five so. people at the dinner table, past or present, who would be at your table?
1: Oprah Winfrey, of course. Um, President Abraham Lincoln,
0: interesting.
1: Um, John F. Kennedy Jr. Wow. Um, past, present. Um, who else would I have? Um, you? You want to come to my dinner table?
0: Oh, wow, my God! You just put me in the same category as JFK, Abraham. <laughs> uh, let's happy. see. <laughs> That's a who
1: else? Michael Jordan. Actually, I wouldn't mind sitting with him. I like him. Oh, Charles Barkley! I love that man. Oh God, I love that guy. <laughs>
0: okay. Charles I think-
1: Barkley goodbye, okay. Michael. Sorry. Charles Barkley.
0: Okay. I, I definitely am honored to, to be. Yeah, you can that. never. Okay, see so finish with the Barkley story real quick, just what it was about, and then and then because I, I know you got to go.
1: Oh, I surprised my kids with a dog. We were at the end of my cancer treatments and I'd been the holdout in my family for the dog. I was the one that was like, no, 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 And I got so tired of everybody being like, how's your mother? How's your mother? And cancer takes, treatments take forever. Uh, you're, there's just like a slow, like, le, you know, January to June. And I was like, you know, I got to change the dialogue. And I uh, had this dog trained in Atlanta, then brought up and I surprised everyone. And the best part of the surprise was my son, Max, was in fourth grade at the time. And he had written an essay on why it was a persuasive essay, why I should have a dog. And I talked to the principal of the school and the teachers. And of course, when you're going through cancer, you can get away with murder. I could bring a donkey into the classroom and nobody's going to say anything to sound like in survivor land. And um, I, so he reads this essay and I walk in right after the loud Jersey mom. I am like, did I miss the essay on why you should have a dog or your persuasive essay and he's just like deer in headlights like oh my mother oh lord here she is and That's i had great. a bag with the dog like i had this dog and then i with i said i hope this will be okay and the little dog pops his head out like it was that was barkley and pops his little head out and max is like is this my dog and i was like it's And he literally had to bury his face in the dog because he was gonna start crying in front of the fourth grade class. And it was like the best day of fourth grade and surprised my daughter, surprised my husband at the time. And it was just a great, you wanna change the narrative in a household, bring in a puppy.
0: Totally. Well, where do you see yourself in five years?
1: Uh, You know, I'd I'd like to be a global brand where people know, you know, I'm the curator of the good life. I find, test, and share everything that has to do with purpose, style, and adventure. And uh, that's what I want to be known about. Like when people want to like, you know, oh, you know what? I need an idea for travel. I need an idea for entertaining. And I need an idea because I'm lost in the sauce of my purpose that they like, you know what, Barb, let's see what Barb has to say. So whether it's like, Purpose, I, I love talking about mindset and, you know, style is all about living comfortably in your own skin. And adventure is living outside your comfort zone, you know, not getting, not being comfortable, trying new things, you know, going to Capri, doing a backroads roads adventure. Um, and I want to be the go-to source for, you know, curating the good life.
0: I'll be first in line.
1: Yes, thank well, you. it's
0: right. been tr- truly an honor. Namaste. If there's anyone that you feel like would be a good fit, we always ask, you know, hey, either come back and co-host with me, I know Kelly Gunther tried to pop in, but we were in the middle of talking about your family and the Holocaust and I just, I'm gonna message her later because she was at work, she only had a couple minutes anyways, but she does say hello. Um, another person from Breakfast with Champions and that's Stephanie, great. Arnold, Stephanie Arnold's coming on. And so I just love to share these amazing stories. So thank you again, uh, much love and respect and uh, you will become that global brand because that's the thing that you wanna see for yourself. And I know it's gonna happen.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. this was a fun, fun conversation. I really appreciate you and I'll see you uh, at the breakfast table.
0: Definitely will. All right. Thanks. All right. so much, Barbara. Talk Bye. to you
1: soon. Bye-bye.
0: Well, that was amazing. Can't thank Barbara Majesky enough. You can find her at barbaramajewski.com and she's got all kinds of things going on. Check out her website. She's got a 14 day challenge where she will actually be texting you uh, every morning. Uh, it's only fourteen dollars per day, um, and I just talk about it because uh, hearing her talk about it is just uh, inspiring. And you know what she wants to do for other people and and uh, help people be the best versions of themselves is amazing. A lot of stuff that I didn't expect to talk about today uh, we grappled with, and uh, she was very candid. And uh, I think she, uh, in my eyes, came across as being empathetic and you know, inspirational. And, you know, the fact that she overcame so many things where a lot of people would just uh, fold like a cheap tent. And she has every day gotten up and tried to be a better version of herself. And that is inspiring. Uh, She has compassion. She has empathy um, while still following her inner voice and her compass. For Dr. J and Coach K, I'm Hootie Hoot. We sincerely appreciate you sharing space with us here in the sports deli where everyone deserves a seat at the table. Stop the Asian hate, Black Lives Matter. Please wear a mask. Studies show that masks absolutely work, especially if both people coming into contact with one another are wearing masks significantly higher. Remember, it takes a village. Until next time, much love. Peace.